where guys, they do magic. magic. They are the magic guys. Ladies and gentlemen. Woefully underprepared. Ninja Turtles. Turtles in a half shell. No, that's not it. Turtle power. Ninja in a half shell. Turtle power. We don't use shells. As magicians, as you know. But look, I'm Josh Nobito. Welcome to episode 148 of The Magic Guys. To that side, we have Nick Kay. Hi, I'm Nick Kay. That's Josh Nobito. <laughs> Welcome down- to the show, friends. I'll just do everyone's lines again. And down below, we got Doug Kahn. I definitely use shells for the record. I, I don't know what I you're talking about. Shells. I have, I wrote with two shells. Yeah. But like, daddy's home. Hey, Doug. Greetings. Welcome. What's up, y'all? How good... Just super quick, how good was uh, it chatting to, with Ricky last week? Oh, just a lovely cat. I've been chatting to him yeah. d- during the week as well. And, you know, he's sharing those beautiful slights of his and having a really good old-fashioned chat. Everyone really enjoyed it. And so everyone else in the chat it did it as well. Actually got some really nice feedback about the episode. Shout out to the guys who are watching right now. Tim, Alex, Gutbuster Mike, Ooh. John Prentice, Drago. Good to see you, friend. And a big shout out to my good friend. My good friend, Neil Allen, who isn't even a magician, but says that he listens to every episode because he drives so many great distances and really enjoys magic and what we talk about. So hit a thunk. We have non-magic folk enjoying our show. That's That's so weird to me. Isn't it weird? This guy's reached the end of podcasts. He's like, I I hit the bottom of the barrel and found (laughs) y'all. Who ends up with magic podcasts if you're not a magician? Now's when we have the real chance to capitalize because most podcasts have gone on Christmas break now. So they've got less choices, you know. Man, there goes my plan for a Christmas break. Damn it. Yeah. Some of my favorites have actually stopped. They're they're, they're doing their last episodes now for the year. And they're like, we are going to pack it in. We are done. And I was just like, oh. We should double down. We should do like two a week now. Get the cash in while the fire's hot. Hey, don't tempt me with a good time, man. I think, and we should, we should, uh, we should maybe come up with some Christmas stuff to do on the pod. Like, oh, uh, like Christmas stories. Stories. I don't know. You guys tell us. Should we try some Christmas challenges? Should we film stuff that we? There play should be on the gifts. Pod? Look, I'll there come up be. with at least a gift or two for the thing. Okay. Count on me for that. <laughs> gifts are a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll we think of like a giveaway. A, a giveaway. Let's do like a naughty and nice giveaway. And if you're naughty, we'll we'll poop under your tree. Send you our poop. They don't what let nice me do that anymore. Yeah. Alex is saying uh bad Christmas party gig story. So maybe we call it like a Christmas by the fire or something instead of gig stories. <laughs> we just get drunk and drink a bunch of eggnog and have a bit of fun. Speaking of having yeah. fun, guys, we have a jam-packed episode today. I'm super excited about it. Um, we have more stuff than we like have time to even talk about today. Um, so what do you guys say? We jump straight into it because it's going to be controversial. It's once again, we're going through a list, uh, starting off today with a Piper magic product review. Let's roll the tape. And on this sixth episode, we are reviewing. I'm no, just kidding. I'm going to put Nick across. <laughs> Take it away, my friend. On this week's episode, friends, we are reviewing John Cornelius's Vanishing Nickel, our, as it's originally known as the Fickle Nickel, which was originally seen around the world by Doug Henning, performed on his worldwide television special. It looks like real magic. And even though it was performed many, many years ago, it is still blowing minds today. 
So I'm, the, what the trick is, is this, my friends. Imagine you're displaying a coin in your open hand and you slowly close your fingers around the coin. And then when you reopen your hand, the coin has vanished with your fingers spread wide apart and you rotate your hand back and forward to only show that the coin has vanished completely. Lastly, you close your fist again, turn your wrist, and when you open your hand once again, it reappears right in the middle of your hand. It is quite literally as good as a vanishing coin could possibly look. Now, what you get in this product is going to be difficult to talk about without giving away the method, but we're going to say this. You get some wax, you get some practice gimmick, some invisible gimmick, a gimmicked nickel made from a Ninja Turtle, and you also get a video tutorial on how to perform it, set up the gimmick, how to ring it in and out on the fly. It's actually very, very good. Now, as far as difficulty goes, it's not difficult, but it is knacky, like most things with an invisible gimmick. Um, the most difficult part in this would actually be the construction of the gimmick, and that's not entirely difficult to do because you will get many, many performances out of the gimmick once it's been set up. Now, as far as pros and cons goes, um, the package includes everything you need, there is no black art, uh, basically zero sleight of hand. It's super easy to perform, easy to learn, and the online instructions cover everything really, really well, as well as the economy of movement for getting in and out of the effect to make it look super du like duper natural. As far as cons go, you're going to need to practice. And the reason is, is that this is a angly trick, and it's going to be difficult to hide because the trick is designed to be performed rather far away from your body. So if you're going to be performing in the surround, bars, clubs, restaurants, for example, it's not the type of thing that you can just shift the trick to be in front of your body, blocking everyone behind you. So that's pretty much the only con that exists as far as this trick goes. As far as cost goes, Piper Magic have it for 48 Aussie dollars, which is about 30 US dollars. And when I had a little think about it and thought, is it worth it? I thought, yes. I mean, just in the materials that you're supplied in the package alone, for me, that covers the price of this package alone. So I think it's an absolute bargain. Now, more importantly, it's going to be a bargain, more of a bargain, I should say, if you're actually going to do it. If you're going to be one of those cats who buys it and puts it in the drawer, you're not going to be too upset for at this price point. But if you perform this even once for a showreel, like direct to camera or on your social media, totally worth it. It's going to look absolutely amazing. So when I thought about who is this trick actually for, I think ultimately this is for a performer who's looking to perform a piece of magic that is truly impossible and is willing to put the time into it to make it look fantastic. So that sounds like you, I implore you, get it. And if you're going to get it, make sure you get it from pipermagic.com.au and use discount code PiperGuys to get a discount on an already awesome product. And that's our review. So I should preface this by nice. saying the reason I wanted to start with the review, friends, is because as I was doing my diligence on this particular product, it, this was said to be one of the greatest tricks of all time. And if you have seen this trick, you would possibly agree. Now, in amongst this journey of actually doing some research on this product, as well as all the greatest tricks of all time, I stumbled across a website. The website is carnivalofillusion.com, and they had a list of 10 of the best magic tricks of all time. And I thought, how fun would it be to talk about each trick, starting from number 10, working our way down to number one, 
of what they think are the greatest tricks of all time. Was this trick on the list? Well, the reason I wanted to bring it up is that it was not. It was actually in there as an honorable mention. Mm, honorable mention. Yeah. So Slash advertisement? No, not for a hot new product from Murphy's. No, well, yeah. I mean, look, it was <laughs> it was given with hey, an honorable I'm mention. And, thing, you know, it is what it is. It's yeah, all cool. it, was, it was given as an honorable mention and it credits. Hot new uh, product. Like I bought this trick from John Cornelius at a magic convention in the 80s. I'm celebrating John Cornelius right now. Absolutely. You know, and, yeah. and this is something that was made famous by Doug performing this. It says here in his 1975 Christmas special. I thought you were talking about me when I performed it on social media. <laughs> this was actually a, for me. Look, I, my uh, wrist was injured, so I, it made sense for me to do a one-handed magic trick. So here it is, right? There's there's the coin. It's okay. in one hand. The hand closes. The coin is gone. Oh, that's Smooth. ridiculous. Perfect. And then the coin returns. And uh, yeah, this this trick is not a gimme, right? It's like it uh, takes a little bit of practice to get this thing down. And uh, I don't know, I spent about two days getting it to where it is now and probably needed another day or two. But I don't know. I was injured doing my social media thing. Well, that's right. great. And again, it's and you know when you want to perform magic at that level, you know it, it it does need to be that great. Unless we're talking about stuff like double cross, which is like you know, just disproportionately awesome reactions for the amount of effort that it's required. You know, but um, yeah. So, friends, so, I, I have least. a what, what, one more question on this trick. The tutorial. Did you watch the instructional? Absolutely. Who who's doing the teaching? Javier. Cool. Is Cornelius on there at all? Not at all. They don't have like a little, I get maybe there's not video record of John doing that trick. In the day when you bought it, it was a couple of Xeroxed pieces of paper. So there was no uh, no video. Yeah, mm. I'm just curious. Yeah. Thank Keep you. Keep in mind that like this dates back to 1975 and it probably even predates that, you know, as yeah. far as it being released. Yeah, John used to travel to magic conventions and sell this stuff. You know, he'd come up with a couple tricks a year and go run around. Sorry, Josh, go ahead. I'm shutting up now. Just, oh, jeez. <laughs> now, it, it fought back. It fought back at me. No, no, it's all good. I'm just trying to stay entertaining for the friends while we're chatting. It's all good. As you can see, I've had my, uh, my morning Jedi juice, so I'm all pepped up, you know? Amazing. Well, guys, the let's only, not keep our audience waiting any longer. Let's start with the very first trick, yeah. starting with number now, 10. The only problem is we don't have an intro song for this. So what I'm thinking is, because um, Nick, right. you yep. used to... Playing a band. Oh, shit. <laughs> so what I'm thinking is... Maybe the build-up can be, um, you know, you can give us a bit of a, bit of a uh, chorus. Maybe like best tricks of all time but you know maybe a better best Done. tricks of all time best tricks and i'll give you a little okay ready <laughs> the best tricks of all time bitches yeah coming to a cinema near you all right that'll do that'll do it all right here we go so we're looking at the website. Uh, Nick, like, like I don't have any music talent to bring to this show. What's going on? You don't want a little ham bone in this? <laughs> oh, come on! Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Let's go. Phil. No, no, Doug. What we want is the we want the head uh, the head clops. 
that's not in your pay grade anymore. Okay, so we're looking I, I, at I Carnival. I extra for that skit now. <laughs> CarnivalEvolution.com. Nick found all of this stuff. I'm just orchestrating this as we, as we go through. Absolutely. But yeah, so, and you know what? You might even want to share the link with the folks so they can follow along and listen to us at the same time. Um, we, are, we are going to be playing some videos. For those who are watching live on YouTube, you'll be able to see exactly what we're banging on about. But we'll do our very best to our friends who are listening to the podcast to describe what is actually happening. Starting with trick number 10 called interlude now for those of you that are unaware of what interlude is it's based loosely of um of, of the zigzag effectively way back in the day right only this was reinvented by jim steinmeier okay uh the illusion in itself is really really awesome uh i'm gonna make mention of another version that i'd seen performed but let me describe how this kind of works the magician is put into a kind of frame uh resembling the um well, this is not a great reference, but the the is it Vitruvian Man, where he's kind of like in a starfish sort of scenario, and he's kind of locked it's into play. frame. It looks like the letter A. Yeah, so you're basically held in this in a semi-looking crucifix frame in which you are unable to move, right? And then the assistant will then cover the magician's torso with cloth or whatever it might be, and then the assistant will climb through the torso seemingly occupying the very same space that your body and assistant mm. exists within. Now, this I don't hate at all. Look at this. It's an x-ray machine for Barry and Stewart. This is not a trick I like. It's appropriately at the bottom of this list. Whatever the list is, interlude should be near the bottom. But it's an x-ray machine for them. I yeah. love that, actually. That's cool. And there's blood. Look at this young think- Barry and Stewart. Yeah. Look, I think this is a great trick. I, I genuinely enjoy this trick. And yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a cool looking trick. I mean, you could probably rotate that 360 as well with that person going through the person's torso and still have a look like a very awesome illusion. Mm, now, not I did want to make mention, do you guys recall when Siegfried and Roy did this very same illusion, but a yep, tiger? I do. So Big that comes out. There was a version of this, friends, many years ago, obviously, when Siegfried and Roy were still performing, where, oh, look, see what a grand angle that is. And they're arguing right now. That is hilarious. <laughs> I love like, King Henry's. <laughs> wow, he just turned into a, oh, no, it's Alex Lamb. <laughs> wow, he just turned into a six feet tall man. That's incredible. <laughs> that is something worth mentioning. <laughs> good call, Alex. I like it. Oh, yeah. man. That's, that's, that's a good that's a great illusion, man. And I remember there was a version where Siegfried and Roy did this, and there was a, a a cat, like a giant tiger, that jumped through the through the stomach of one of the magicians. So it's a it's a cool effect. That Currently cool. in position number ten, does it deserve to be on the list? Yay or nay? Meh. If I okay. had one, I would find a cool way to use it. But I've never had access to one. I think out of box illusions, it's. I mean, when Maybe. it's done classically, like when I when you ever see like you know a pretty girl in there and the magician's like going through like ha ha, it's that's what did it for me. I, I I was ruined it by the pin dragons back in the day. I think I, I think with all due respect, Ginger do it in their young like there's a there's a young video video of them doing it as well. Of yeah, and Ginger, like, I, I actually like them, but that's just <clears> like pin dragons two point doing that trick. It's not much yeah. different. Okay. okay. Look, don't right. put it on the Christmas list for Penguin Magic. That's all we're saying. Okay. Let's right. leave it on there for the moment and gauge whether or not when, when we reflect at the end, which ones Look, should be included. Like zigzag yeah. should have been there. It's not on the list. Put Zigzag in that spot. 
That deserves well, the top. Funnily term. enough, uh, zig, funnily enough, zigzag was in the list of like tricks to discontinue. Be retired. <laughs> yeah, but but is this the best tricks of all time? According I, to Carnival of Illusions, right? So, uh, like, well, that's an all-time great illusion for sure. No right. yeah, si- Agreed. Silverfish, well, Nick. Do you it's want to more all-time great than interlude. Absolutely. Mm. So, friends, in ninth position, we have Silverfish. This is mm. one of Teller, of course, of the famous Pen and Teller uh, signature pieces. If you haven't seen this, it's an absolute must. We're playing a video of it right now. But it's effectively done without any dialogue in which Teller, because it's obviously performed by Teller, and as he goes about, he's reaching into an empty fishbowl slash water tank and just producing coins Mm. at an alarming rate. And it's one of the most unique takes, well, I think, of the miser's dream type of effect. Yeah. It's just... mm. I think it's, like, inimitable. Like, it's not something that you could imitate for yourself it is just one of these beautiful signature pieces that's so quintessential to the dna that is teller and this is entirely worthy of being on this list i think i'm gonna steal this for my act yeah so what's different is now we're going to someone's signature routine whereas the one before this was like a generic yeah illusion right yeah. this is like only teller can do this like oh, i'm sorry only he does it it's his you know mm. it's so yeah. good and i guess there's strength in that you know and you you can't even see where he's stealing anything from like it's just done so well yeah you just don't even yeah. care to to um let's say this. Other than him. the miser's dream is a great classic it deserves a spot and teller's version is definitely one of the all-time best but you could put al flosso in this slot doing his routine and it could still be number nine you know a little Coney yeah. Island stick from the 40s yeah nice yeah uh, this is impeccable and yeah yeah oh baby yeah. all right so yeah well-deserved place number nine yeah we continue I think so. I think so. But here comes the kicker ending, which I think is what really makes it excel. Of course. In which he... Look at this. He throws a bunch of silver dollars into a fish tank and thus produces silver fish or goldfish, if you will. Mm. And there's a lot of fish in this tank as he produces this. It is a spectacular piece of magic. He sends the spectator home with the fishbowl, right? Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, wait. I love that he and I love this. I love this that he goes full circle going backwards. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone here oh. listening, Who has if, you're your car, if you're in your car driving right now, <clears throat> like you know exactly the routine we're talking about, but you can look it up. Silverfish Teller, it's so yep. good. I approve of this being in the top 10. Maybe not in the ninth position, but I do approve. All in favor, say aye. Aye. Yeah, you know, I, I, I vote Miser's Dream in the top 10. I think it's weird to pick an idiosyncratic, idiosyncratic piece. Is that the word? You know, a, a signature piece. Fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he that should maybe be in a list of like, the 10 best magicians or magician acts or 
something. Anyway, okay. I digress. Did he do that uh, in the shows you guys saw? Like, I got to see him do that thing live. Have you seen? Did he do it? He did. The, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I saw him do it in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. All right, number eight. Here we go. Oh, Getting Levitation of Princess Karnak. I think so. Princess what? Karnak. Princess okay. Karnak. Yeah. Oh, we're going black and white. This is a very old illusion. This dates back to the 1930s, this one that we're looking at, friends. Thurston? This is... Actual Thurston footage we're watching. Correct. So this trick was made famous by Howard Thurston, and um, he inherited this trick by Keller um, and effectively borrowed the trick, if you will. So to my knowledge, that's, you know, he was the predecessor of him, so that kind of makes sense. Um But so right now he's yeah. Oh. This this is when this is when magic was for audiences that were gullible. <laughs> it's a real trick. Oh man, no, just no to this one. Chatting. Yeah. So no. it's effectively uh, a woman laying down on the table, being covered with the cloth. Uh, there is no movement under the table. The cloth is draping over said assistant, and they are levitating. At this point. We're looking at about a meter or two above the ground. They are passing a hoop around the person to show that, like, there is nothing suspending them. And that's they are 40 feet downstage, as far away from the audience as humanly possible. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but I mean, what, 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 uh, what year is this? Like, is this the 50s or the 30s? I don't, like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Well, geez, when would they have filmed this? I guess they could have got footage in the 30s, yeah? Yeah. So what, what, like, you know, what technology did people have back then? To You know, because this probably was frying their brain, you know, because well, it, it, what it else goes do they to have say, to compare it to? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it goes to say, it's like that, that old saying, you know, any great leap in technology is, you know, is comparable to magic you know what i mean like by magic yeah you don't Correct. think people yeah. are just gonna think she's on a string i mean uh, well, duh. well doug I, I mean what's to say string was invented in the 30s yet and <laughs> and they he, he but thurston did a really nice logic trap in a sense that he took a loop and passed it over the yeah. lev- the person being levitated twice so it is but, a I mean, very convincing illusion <laughs> We could we could also I'm man, I'm just gonna be jaded grandpa sour puss face about most of these illusions here. Cause we could put David Copperfield's flying, one of the greatest levitations of all time, in the same spot. And I'd have the same opinion. It's string, it looks like it's string. Lots of things are done to make it look like it's not string, but at the end, you know, it's string. I mean, at the end of the day, Thurston is hung on all of our walls. So he obviously did something right. Yeah, he is actually. You know what? I just put a Thurston poster up right behind me. You're right. <laughs> right there. There's that. Thurston and there's Keller. You can see on my wall. But but yeah. look, marketing is key. I think Thurston was very good at that. And he was he, I think he slotted himself right in behind Keller. He was a player, Thurston. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, for its time, I bet it slayed. Like I bet he got all the uh <laughs> But look, it's not even Thurston's trick. The, it's Keller's guys. trick right below. If you look, you, can we even go to my, you can't even see it, but right below the Keller, right below, below my Thurston poster is a Keller poster. There he is. Yeah. 
doing the levitation. It's Keller's trick. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Thurston just got all Keller stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, but look, right. I think, so according to them, that's, you know, number eight. But look, I think a levitation, levitation. does belong in a top 10, right? If not, look, I, I think that this, this outshines stuff like the Azra. You, you know, know what I mean? Like, doing a good one, Chris Angel, like that bit he does with the ladder, where he walks up the ladder and then down the side of the ladder. It's just the levitation, but it doesn't look like string now. It, it gives yeah. the audience something to believe. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. But like, what I think what we're establishing here with this piece that we're seeing, you know, paying homage to Keller and to Thurston, is that you need to know where you came from to know where you're going. Can we agree on that? Can we find common ground on that? Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, even says here in this article, like not being able to discern the secret right away, Keller got up from his seat in the audience, walked up on stage, um, like in the middle of a performance of the levitation, looked around, saw how the trick worked, and then promptly left the stage. Whether one approves of Keller's approach or not, it did help establish this form of levitation as a staple in the golden age of magic. And I think that that's fair. And I think that we as magicians got to look at people like Keller, like Thurston, and then look at like what Copperfield did. And he took it to an absolute master Jedi level. And Which then, allows Chris Angel to do his thing. Because without Copperfield, Chris ain't doing yeah. that, right? So, yeah. 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 If yeah. you haven't and seen so, Chris Angel's one, like it is mental. Like it is so spectacular. Like, yeah. Howard Thurston, and, born in 1869. Nice. So, and then died in 1936. But yeah, he so was a contemporary is... of Houdini, who hmm. he didn't, you know, have the success Houdini had, right? So this is probably like from the 1920s, probably then, or 1910, or something like that. So like nothing of the sort probably existed, and the fact that that hoop could go around them, yeah, probably, you know, there just wasn't any, and no one was watching magic on TV or anything yeah. you only saw it live so this yeah. is probably the first time they've ever seen anything of right. the sort um okay. slate. but yeah and i think as far as levitations go this definitely outshines it over the hasro type effect because you know like you you can't pass things over the azra as well and like i mean i'm not going to discredit it you know like I've seen many versions of these levitations where you've like, there's people who have taken these levitations, for example, um, Adam, Adam and Selena, uh, the first ones that come to mind where they did a levitation and then a mid air vanish. So they, so Selena gets levitated mm. and then Adam flies up next to her. And then on the way down, he grabs her cloth and then she vanishes mid air. It is awesome. Yeah. You great. know, and so everything's been built upon since then, but I think closing, you know, who does a cool one like that? Is uh, Brett, uh, Brett Daniels. and he makes a woman appear levitating, Brett Daniels. Yeah. So he's like, cloth, cloth, pow, there's a woman levitating right in front of me. Yeah, Damn. I saw that in The Illusionist. Uh, it was amazing. It was yeah, amazing. He's, a, he's a badass, Brett Daniels. Yeah. yeah. The fact that Thurston did this 100 years ago, he gets props. Uh, imagine how much that would have cost back then, too. All right. Let's keep going. If at this rate, we'll be done by the new year. <laughs> exactly. But it's Lucky good. number like seven. It. This trick is called the vanishing lady, but the more appropriate way for us to understand it is the Decolta chair. It was developed by a French magician. Oh, Ricciardi. Mm-hmm. 
Um, this was developed in the later part of the 19th century, and it effectively involves the magician covering someone sitting in a chair with a large cloth. The form of the individual can be seen as the cloth drapes over him or her. The magician whisks the cloth away to resemble an empty chair. Even though this trick is now well over a century old, it is still a staggering sight to behold, and I really agree with that. There's a, a really awesome version that Dan Sperry does, and that's like really, really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a killer effect. Like that person's in a chair, and then Wushka, they're not in the chair anymore. No BS, no boxes, no yada no yada. Boxes. It's just so pure. Yeah. yeah. So what? Oh, she's there, go. she's so, not. Yeah, not that's, oh, she's still there. there. Wow! <laughs> See that fooled that fooled me. I thought they'd uh, done their magic business already. Man, how about how about watching R- Ricciardi perform? Man, this guy had a style. Now the only problem is here is, mate, you're not going to fit this into a uh, 90 second Instagram. Look what he's doing so. with it? He's got the tip over <laughs> trunk coming in. Okay. All righty. So tip wow, there's a trunk. lot going on here. I love his showmanship. We're not seeing, we're only seeing visuals, obviously. And it, Wait, boom, and gone. gone. And wow. she's in the box. And that's the same girl, I'm sure, right? Like, no doubt. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that's actually what we were talking about last week with Rick in where if something disappears, it has to reappear soon enough that people aren't like, where is the coin? Or in this case, yeah. the girl. Yeah. Mm. Just boom, boom. Disappear, reappear. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen you guys perform this on a trade show floor. You bring this into like a trade show environment and, you know, I've seen like Paul Gertner doing this and some other guys. Mm. It doesn't look like a trick. It just looks like a chair. You put someone in it and then they vanish. Come on. Yeah. Look, I've seen some versions of it where like the chair <clears throat> looks like a bit more of like a, like a comforter, quite like a robust chair, given the illusion that they could be inside the chair. But oh, then- okay. But this yeah, is yeah. not that. This is better. Yeah, this, this is, is the way it's should be. Innocent-looking, thin chair. Yeah, nice. Bang. All right, yeah. that's cool. I love Very the cool. Dakota chair. I, I would love to do a version of this, right? I've been working on this for a while, but my knowledge in the seance type effects isn't great enough. And I've got a couple of books that are as, they're as thick as Bibles that I haven't marched my way through yet. But I love this idea of like there's a chair and it looks like it's it, predominantly it's, it's empty, but then you throw the cloth on it and then you see someone in there. So it's like a Dakota chair in reverse. Mm. So it's like the chair is empty. You then throw a cloth on and then you see the outline of like a ghost, so to speak, and then it can stand yeah. up and walk away. You then remove the cloth and there's the ghost or the ghostly apparition. Yeah. Like that's that's cool. That's something that like why I, I think that the culture chair is like so awesome. Like I would love to do this in reverse and use it in that type of way. But I mean, that's just so gnarly. Like you put him, I mean, think about this as well. Anyone who's seen the Netflix series with Justin Willman, where, you know, they pretend that the person's vanished. It's effectively this, but everyone plays along in this dual reality, stupid idea. Remember, but yeah, this yeah. is what it's supposed to look like, you know? <laughs> All right. So, badass. I think it belongs there. All in favor. Yep. Agreed. Awesome. Okay. Where's my little... There we go. It's my magic should look like that. Number six. Oh, here we go. 
Another number movie. six, an absolute classic in magic, and that is sawing a person in half. <sighs> Do I need to explain it? <laughs> you know, it's inter- it'd be interesting to see what, what they represent it with. There's the buzz buzz saw. Is this the? They should have put Ricciardi doing the buzz saw with the blood and guts. I think that Copperfield's buzz saw is the best. Agreed. That might be the best song of all time. You're right. That's the best. That is the greatest. Um, I remember seeing that as a kid and just truly believing magic is real. You know, and and look, he, I, he reverses time to fix himself. It's so that, cool. The exactly when like the time goes backwards and the box rebuilds itself and then he stands up like it is just. You, you know, know, another one he did what, that was what's, killer. Um, what's what's this one, Doug? Is this a different presentation he did at one point? What is uh, that? Would have been a mismade woman, a four box effect where you take four different pieces apart and put them back together different ways. Gotcha, gotcha. Wow. But what I liked is the vertical sawing he did, the blade. He dropped yeah. the blade from the top down and then split the girl that way. You mean and opened both like, doors? Like through the, like from her head to her tail sort of thing? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. He grabs onto this giant blade and rides up into the air with it and then drops it down onto this box and splits it apart vertically. It's on one of his television specials. I call this one The Blade. Go what about the one, the one we're not um, thinking of is, uh, what's the, the Mega Illusionist called that did the massive show? Franz Harari? Yeah, what about the one that Franz does, the cookie cutter one? He cuts four girls in half at the same time. What? Are you guys familiar with this one? No. This is t- t- tell us. What, describe it. Describe what oh, happens. Oh, I'm going to find it right now. Let, yeah, let's keep chatting, and I'm going to find yeah. it and share it on the screen. He has built a contraption, kind of like a, a, a ride you would go on at the carnival fair or something. You know, Franz Ferrari's done some pretty amazing things. Just, up, just while we're going to sidetrack and go on a little side quest, um, the effect where, like, uh, he holds up a cloth and then a car drives through the cloth and he's in it. Brilliant effect. Yeah, um, that's beastly. Yeah, vanishing the London Bridge. Also an amazing effect. Oh, okay, here we go. Let's have a look. Here we go. At- oh my. I bloody hope this Jesus is the right Christ. one. It's on the effectively a turntable. All I can yeah. see is colors, Josh. Is that a person in there? <laughs> no, so so I'm I, I'm guessing these girls are about to go into the contraption. Okay. After so, the obligatory dancing. So this is why all. he calls it so this is why he calls it the cookie cutter. So basically, so all the four girls are in there now. Okay. And uh, it essentially, yeah, it looks like it almost looks like a ride you'd go on at the fair. Like these, it's such a massive contraption. It does. But now there's uh, there's four girls in there, and you'll notice all four girls are wearing different colored costumes, and they're getting into the respective colored tubes as well. Exactly. And now they're bringing out this cookie cutter blade. So essentially a circle blade that will go all the way around this contraption and technically cut through all four girls yeah. at once. If I was going to describe the kind of tube situation they're in, imagine like a four spoked wheel and they're in each spoke yeah, and each one is presented by color. Uh, and then they're gonna. Oh my goodness! They're gonna cut these women with a giant. <laughs> Holy crap! Are you kidding me? Yeah, Look at that. Okay. See? Oh. That looks so uncomfortable. Isn't this crazy? Okay. Oh, and my goodness. Look, yeah. So now they've sliced it, <clears throat> but turned the circles opposite Around. directions. So now the bodies are all mismatched 
yeah. completely just, somewhere yeah, else. You can see the women from armpit <laughs> up and you can see them from the knee down. It's just this center portion that the tube is covering them from it basically the armpits to the knee. Yeah. And just, they're just being swapped if you, around. If you're, if you're listening to this in your car, this is not going to make any sense. Just quickly jump on YouTube and have a look at this. And now they've stopped at different colors. See? Yep. And, Allow and I, me to reference the first I guy think, to do this, Doug Henning. He did two sewing in halves. He had a girl in a red dress, a girl in a blue dress. He sawed them both in half and then put their halves back together incorrectly. And so, just quickly, they're all now they're wearing different colored bottom halves. Yeah. That's like, okay. Oh, you know, the cute ending. Alex made a good point by saying this is a great illusion that should be called motion sickness. I think I agree with that. I wonder if the girls have to buy a ticket before they do the <laughs> trip. Yeah. I got the e-ticket tonight. You get to ride the loop-de-loop in the oh, show. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Post a link in, uh, of that in the chat so that everyone can scope that out later in the uh, after the show. Um, yeah, but that do. is, that's, that's really something, but look, I think as a premise, soaring in half, whether it be for the purpose of a mismatch or anything of that nature, it, that, that needs to be acknowledged as one of the greatest tricks in magic. Especially that Franz Harari version. That is ridiculous. That's wild. <laughs> like I thought it would be really that, convoluted. I thought it would be really convoluted and too difficult to understand. But when you see it, he's done it very well with very clear visual indicators. There is lots of con like lots of convincers because you could mm. see them from the waist up, and and their arms are out as well. Like their arms are like what's <laughs> up, and their legs. You can see their legs full well. It's so wild. It's very convincing as far as the illusion goes. So I I rate that. You know, if if I had to choose, okay, let's 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 end on this. Let's keep going. Yeah. What is your personal favorite? Soaring in half because for me, I I can't go past Copperfield soaring in half that we mentioned earlier, where he travels back in time to put himself back together. Yeah, that one's that's going to be the winner for me too. It's just the perfect illusion all the it's way got, around. It's got the tension, the time, the the, the, the visual the is perfect because the box is removed, so there's nothing. Yeah. You know, it's basically his bare midriff almost. Yeah. Like the amount of tension, that, and what I love about it is like the audience expectation is not that it's a soaring in half, but that it's an escape. Look, we got to get past this soaring in half. We got about ten minutes. Right, let's to keep get going. Through. Oh yeah, my gosh! All right, let's. Okay, let's try and we have wow. twenty minutes left, and we have five more to go. So Can we just say no to this? Does anyone know what this trick is? Mascot moth. Well, yet. you might not, but this one blew me away. It's a thirty-second clip, which you guys can All see right, yourself. Let's, let's, right. Let's see. Just, just, just roll this, and we'll we'll describe what happens. Look, when I saw this, okay, Doug Henning again. Oh, more Doug, Doug. Henning again. Okay, this is it's, the it's, Merlin show. A baby. Yeah. Was okay. that it? So, that wasn't it. No, no, no. It's 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 the last effect here. Right. It looks like some Rick and Morty stuff. Okay. Like it's the shrinker in the Merlin show. You, Man, like, I wonder imagine. if this is watchable online. The okay, Merlin. Watch, can you watch, watch it? Watch. Boom! Like whoa. Was that the? That's what this. Um, that's what it is, right? Is, so, yeah, yeah. Like it happens. It's a super quick illusion that results in a spectator being covered in a cloth, mm. the dead center of them. Like imagine this. Like imagine being in your lounge room mm. and a portal opening up in in someone's chest, and they vanish into that portal, gone, and a puff of smoke, and you're done. 
That's what yeah. this looks like. It looks like some proper Rick and Morty stuff. Like this is so it insane. is that vanish. Maybe I can even zoom in a yeah. bit more for us for our friends. Yeah, this is a good trick that should not be on this list. It's like no, it should no. next. But look at this. It's a good Gone. trick. There's a lot of good That's tricks. Crazy. This isn't an all time great trick. It's a good trick. Oh. The reason it. I mean, <clears throat> okay, it's great. What about the Ashra? Like, I guess not because the cloth also vanishes, right? So well, it's, a, it's, a, it's different. Now, now you're talking about a method as opposed to an actual, like, trick, you know? Like, I mean, well, it's, I guess Audra is not dissimilar from Dakota. Well, uh, I guess I think when I think of the great tricks, I think of more than a handful of people performing them, and that trick was not very popular. Well, it's kind of like classics are classics for a reason, you know what I mean? Like, everyone should have their own version of cups and balls and cards across or coins across, for example. Like, you know, I think that's where it sort of comes down to. But. Here's another one. Great trick. Shouldn't be on this list. Like, this is Houdini did this, and he probably only did it a couple hundred times, and he's the only one. Yep. The trick we're referring to is mimicking Houdini. The trick we're referring to, friends, is in the fourth position. And number four, we have the water torture cell. Um, this is a great trick. And Do you think so, though? Well, okay. I'll I, I tell you why I have respect for things of this nature, because – some of these effects, these water torture type cell things, okay? Um, uh, Andrew Basso has a very good version of it. If, if you haven't seen him upside down in the tank. Even Blaine has a good version of this. Blaine is a brilliant version of this. I have to give respect to people who really put the time into an effect. And this is something in which you have to perform as such a high physicality and like – I was just watching this movie with my wife the other night, the Houdini movie. Yeah. But like just just having the physicality and and the lung capacity to to hold your breath underwater and agree. I agree completely. You really need you really need to respect that. You know what I mean? Like Mm. anyone. Where are the linking rings on this list though? (laughs) Instead of this trick. Doug. You know, where number four is the rings on this trick? What about sponge balls or the invisible deck? So oh. Doug, I think I think um, this is probably not you know the definitive list of all time said you only say. forever. <laughs> all right, I think next week. Oh no, no, we have a guest next week, but uh, maybe we should have Doug's favorite tricks episode as we well. We should have a we should do a poll, and we should have people suggest what the best tricks are that are you know someone besides one person, okay. you know, a, a sure. group. <laughs> I love well, Doug's I- anger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. here we go. Number three. All right, Doug. Obviously, this one shouldn't be here too, right? I mean, Just I, I looked at the one. list. Obviously, I know what's on here. This is a good okay, choice. In number three, we have the cups and balls. In the video that they chose to represent the cups and balls, I think, is a fine choice, and it is Ricky okay. Jay's cup and ball routine, which is a wonderful piece. If and I'm sure that even the non-magician folk. Uh, who might be listening could appreciate what the cups and balls are. And effectively it is some variation of a trick in which you have three cups and three balls and the balls will vanish and reappear along with some very exciting kicker endings and so forth, depending on which version you see. Ricky J's version is one of the most spectacular versions ever produced for sure. Um, The cup and balls, I mean, come on, it, it belongs here. If anything, it does face overexposure, 
but it is one of the things you need to know as a magician. You know what I mean? It's like needing to know how to reverse park. You can get, you can have a magic career and get through life, never have done or have a cups and balls routine in your repertoire. Absolutely. But I think if you want to be a really well-rounded magician, like, like, like I can't imagine anyone who consults for anybody, like I can't imagine Marcus Eddy not ever knowing how to do a cups and balls. You know what I mean? Like everyone yeah. who has a really good, well-rounded knowledge of magic knows cups and balls. I mean, well, Doug can tell us like, Doug, you know, over the, the rise on TikTok, isn't it like cups and balls, ropes and linking rings that would get the most views? Cups and balls is very much still relevant. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, for sure. I mean, look, Jason has done amazing things with the cups. I've had some great uh, runs with that trick as well. And beyond that, TikTok, social media, whatever. I know there's dozens of active buskers using this routine and they're performing for hundreds of thousands of people, you know, a year and getting by just fine. So yeah, this trick's still relevant, still great. It's got everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jason, I would make his whole living from essentially the cups and balls. He'd do other mm -hmm. magic leading into that routine. Yeah. And people would get fried every time. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah. I should go back and watch this actual. I no doubt. I'm, 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 I'm watching it going, man, I haven't seen this in a while. The history lesson is what he calls it. You know, yeah. it's the name of the routine. Ricky J. Yeah. Okay. Let's go down to one. I, I actually don't know what number two is. So I'm going to say. Oh, okay. If, so if number three is cups and balls. It seems like we're getting now more into. We're okay. getting the sponge bunnies probably by now. Well, friends. Okay. Number two is metamorphosis. Metamorphosis, otherwise known as the subtrunk, uh, it was for me done the most perfectly uh, by the pen dragons. At least, um, yeah, yeah. So there's only a, one other person that I've seen this done to the to to what I what I would consider pen dragons uh, worthy. Um, Sam Powers is an extremely brilliant version of this. He has put the time into it, and we've. He and I have spoken about this particular effect at length. Um, and Look how fast that was. My God. Yeah. And, and go effectively, back. what the effect is, is you have an one, which is, for lack of a better word, person number one in a box locked in a, in a crate below. And the person number two stands above the crate, drops a cloth. The cloth is then tossed into the air. And within a split half second, the person that was in the box has swapped places. And that box is chained up, locked up with no way of being able to get in or out. It's an amazing metamorphosis, if you will. And it's something that it's interesting because I think that some people think this trick has been done to death. And some people think that it's a classic for a reason. Like, I don't really know yeah. where, to, where, to, where to place it. What say I you, mean, Doug? I, I think this is a great choice for this spot high on the list. It's been around since Houdini introduced it with his wife in the early 1900s. And here's the pin dragons making it relevant. There's people doing this in their shows still uh, little variations where the, the person's maybe elevated above the other person. Or I was looking around uh, Copperfield had, is it the cocoon? Is that the way he did it uh, with us? Uh, but, the lady <clears throat> is that the virgin oh yeah yeah let me uh <clears throat> yeah look there has been variations of this trick there is a version of this 
Um, well, I, I say this loosely, but as far as methods go, there's one where you have a box and it's like on a stand and then you have a cloth and then you basically like swap that way, but it's actually above the ground and it's effectively this, but upside down. You know what I mean? Like as far as methods go. So it, it's a great effect. And I think the reason it's great is because the simplicity of it, like it's, it totally leads into the kiss. Keep it simple, stupid, lock in the box, go on above and they swap. Good times had by all. Like it just makes sense, and it's easy to understand. Yeah, very nice. All right, let's go to number one. Hey, I I haven't looked at it, so I don't even know what it is. This Here is we go. weird, guys. The last it... trick. The last trick on this list is. Oh, okay. This this list is. <laughs> Cock-a-poo-poo. That's what that is. <laughs> the last yeah, trick. It's ridiculous. Hey, someone's hey. echoing, by the way. Okay, the last one is light and heavy chest. Oh, fuck. This guy owns this website, okay? This is the guy that runs Carnival Illusion. If he's at number one. <laughs> so to describe what this effect is, it's a little it's a box of sorts and effectively i can't even it, watch this what is happening right now this is not this is not what the, you can't put that video below penantella below dark Henning, below copperfield below the pen dragons is he selling uh, that trick is that the deal he's selling the, the light and heavy tri- trick what the so to describe what the light and heavy box is, it's effectively a Jesus. box in which you might present it in this way. To, to exaggerate what the effect is, you would have a child pick up a box, okay? And it's super light and they could pick it up. And then the child puts the box down. And then you have a bodybuilder, adult, pick up the box and it's too heavy. That is effectively what this trick is. And that's what's taking first place here. So let's mm. give credit where credit's due. Robert Houdin stopped a war with this trick back in the day, right? He made people think magic was real and the Moroccans should go home from French soil. That's a good story about this trick, but it's not better than sponge bunnies. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he had, a, he had a young child coming from the audience to lift and demonstrate how light the box was. Robert then asked one of the strongest men in the audience to join him on stage. With a wave of his hand, Robert was able to sap the spectator's strength from him. <clears throat> when the man tried to lift the box, he could not, no matter how hard he tried. Robert framed the illusion as a demonstration of the French superiority in a story that has since become mythical in nature. It was able to avert a possible revolution with this magic trick. Are you serious? That's crazy. Like that's, that'd be a good movie. Probably. That should wow. have been, that should have been mentioned in this site for sure. Okay. Was, that not, was that not mentioned? Yeah. 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 God so, damn it. okay. So we're talking about an effect in itself, which is relatively simple, but let's talk about the effect it's had. It's literally changed lives. And I'm sure that some tricks do, right? Like there are some things that do that. But this 
that's pretty spectacular, man. Like, imagine that. Imagine being able to stop a war with a magic trick. Yeah, and you got to put yourself in a place in time where magic is still maybe real in people's minds. This would have been the late 1800s. So, you know, um, in fact, Robert Houdin, who in- introduced this trick, was the first magician to introduce formal wear with magi. So he took off yeah. the wizard's robe and put on a tuxedo like a modern magician might wear. These days, they're all wearing T-shirts. You know, right, you know, you right. know. but yeah, the, R- R- Houdin put on a tux instead of the cone hat and the robe. And, mm. uh, but at the time, magic was still maybe real. So when he's telling the Moroccans, I'll steal your strength, they believe, mm. you know. Well, imagine this there is tense meeting around a round table. There is like the American president, Vladimir Putin, you know. And and a whole bunch of others, like all yeah. discussing whether or not to, to start World War Three, and then in comes a magician with some Joe Biden ball. brings in David Copperfield. Say yeah. hello to my little friend, <laughs> <laughs> Vladimir. Putin and everyone laughs because it's you know it's David Copperfield yeah. who's as relevant as Joe Biden is. <laughs> yeah, and Joe Biden also was around when Thurston was performing. So yeah, <laughs> Vladimir too. Putin, who was seemingly holding. Vladimir Putin, who was seemingly oh, holding man. three red balls, opened his hand to find <laughs> number one. <laughs> God damn. Well, that was an interesting list. I mean, it definitely spoke sparked up controversy to, to chat about. That's good. Should I um we we have four minutes? Oh, Doug's Doug showing us. Sexy Copperfields. Look, sexy Dave. This is the cocoon. So Dave gets wrapped up inside. Thanks for putting Nick on though. This is the beauty of this version is that he is elevated in the air. So for listeners at home, Copperfield has been wrapped in a cocoon and lifted into the air. A sexy assistant six to eight feet away holds up a cloth and does the metamorphosis transformation. And then she appears elevated six to eight feet away. Like no box, just the boy. How upset would you be if you had a date with her and then she was like, I'm going to have a shower. And she closes the curtain, opens the curtain back up, and Dave's there. You're like, God damn it, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) You say her. It would actually be (laughs) them. Dave is like, I need a trick with twins in my show. (laughs) Nice. Well, guys, we got about five minutes before we wrap up. Do we do we want to wrap up with a gig story? I got a gig story. I do want to get off my chest just just so it's out there. Uh, Let's roll. Stories go well and stories go bad, and uh, sometimes you know you're just so busy that uh, you mix things up. The Gig Stories is a portion of the show where we like to talk about a little moment in magic, whether we're performing or just in our day-to-day life. And we want to share it with you guys, our audience, for posterity, starting with a very eager Josh Nobito. Josh looks like he needs some therapy. We're here for you, Josh. uh, It's not that I'm eager. It's just that uh, I I just want to share the the realness with uh, with everyone. So there's there's two things. These both happened on the weekend, and uh, they're just, you know, things that I, I feel like other people go through. It's just, anyway... So first gig, so I'm doing a back-to-back night, right? I'm doing one gig, then going to the next one. So I do the first event. Um, 
great, good fun. You, you know, then you reset your mind. You're like, all right, I'm going to go in again. Time to win everyone over a second time. Went in there and I had a, um, a, a V. So not, not as big as this one because this is just massive. But it was like, you know, consuming liquid, go into the event. It went great. Uh, and as I'm, I, I just left the venue and I was like, Nick should put pants on. Nick, never. No, pants are optional <laughs> on a on a podcast. You know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> whoa, whoa. We normally we at almost least the socks uh, are on the dark we socks. Got to finish dude, the podcast early for the dude, year. <laughs> dude, it was my birthday over the weekend. I have been my pants off all week. <laughs> the okay. had closed on for three days. Thank you, John. Okay, so ba- I'll 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 simmer it down. So basically, I left the I've finished my gigs for the night. I've left the venue and I realized, oh, God damn it. I still have a half an hour drive home. I need to pee. But I don't now want to go back in the venue because if you go back in the venue, you know, you're, you're the magician again. You know, you're going to see people. Hey, what's up? Yeah, nice. Yeah, you're going to end up doing another trick. And I was just like, I just don't feel like going through all that. I'm just tired. So I go back to my car and, you know, the whole reason we keep water bottles in our car is so we can pee in them, I feel like. You know? What? It's, an, it's never your... Go to, but every now and then, I reckon maybe once every 10 years. Yeah. Once every blue moon, there comes a time where you're just stuck. You have to pee. And so you look for a bottle in your car. Okay. I can't be the only person that's ever had to do this. I never have to do this, but I had to do this. Right. So I'm in a car park and I, and I pee into this bottle. I finished all my events. Right. So there's, there's no issues with, but here's the funny thing. I've peed in this bottle. And this is how I know that I'm not the only person, right? I pee in this bottle. It's like a Woolworths water bottle, uh, like, you know, recyclable Six, 600 mil? Yeah, 600 mil. Nice. Okay. $2.50. It's wide mouthed, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but here's the weird thing, okay? So I pee in this bottle. I put the lid on. I, I just sit it on top of my car for a second. There's no one else in this car park. And then <sighs> I'm like, I look down. And I had this weird deja vu moment because I see a second Woolworths bottle that has also been peed in and capped and sat right next to like the divider of the car park next to my car. What? So I'm like, I sit it here and I look down. It's almost like metamorphosis. I go, (laughs) I look there, another one exactly the same. (laughs) And I just, I almost wanted to take a photo of it (laughs) because it was so weird to know that someone an hour before me went through the exact same process that I just did. Like was I have the, to pee. I have a water bottle, you know, was the bottle still warm? <laughs> I should have, I should have checked. I mean, yeah, you checked it, it seemed sure. like, it you're like, seemed like, he it was, up, you're, uh, like, you're like, it's warm. He's still, he's, he's near. He's, he's close. Yeah. It seemed <laughs> like he was just as, like your pee. Sa- well, same hydration color. It was same, same, same. But uh, the fact that I looked and it was the ex- like someone had just done this half an hour before me. So then I was like, yeah, we're all human. Okay, I felt good. Anyway, that's number one. So that was weird, right? Then the next day, I have another two gigs. And sorry, I thought I only had one gig. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> so I went, and did, uh, yeah, I went and did a gig. I finish it and I look at my phone and I have a voicemail from a client that is a very recurring client of mine the last, you know, he's booked me five times in my, in my career. I see a voicemail from him and I just, my stomach just drops. I'm like, please don't tell me his event was tonight. 
because in my calendar, there's only showing one event. This has never happened to me before. This is so weird. And then I listened to the voicemail and he's like, hey, Josh, uh, you know, we had you we had you booked tonight, just making sure you're okay. Um, uh, you know, give me a call back. And I was like, oh, my God. So basically, like, it's 45 minutes on now from when I was meant to start that he's called me. So I freak out. I call him. I'm like, hey, man, I just explain. I'm like, hey, I don't know how this has happened. Somehow another gig got booked over the top of yours. It's not my calendar. I'm so sorry. But the saving grace was that his venue was only 10 minutes away from where I was. So I was like, look, tonight's on me. He's like, no, no, don't worry, don't worry. But if you can come now, that'd be great. Everyone's still drinking. You know, everyone's just warming up. So fortunately, I just drove straight there, gave him some extra time. I stayed there as long as he wanted, but uh, I was still able to do this event. But the weird thing that happened in your in your brain when you finish a gig and you think that's the only one, you kind of like use all your energy at this one event. Mm-hmm. And then I was in the mind frame of, ah, oh, I'm going to wind down. And then I see his voicemail and then I somehow have to gear right back that's up. That's rough. And uh, so that's never happened to me before, but it was just a big lesson to in December, times get real crazy with, with gigs and bookings and stuff. And it was just a mm-hmm. reminder for me to like really <laughs> – be on top of it. And I guess the easy fix is just to double check the invoices you've sent out and just be like, oh yeah, that one's locked in the calendar. That one, that one, that one. I mean, it's it's nice to have that problem, right? Yeah. Mr. Norbito. Yeah. The magic machine. How many (laughs) gigs did you do tonight? (laughs) Nick's, Nick's, uh, Nick's doing way more than me, but it it was only two, right? Like two shouldn't be so hard to keep track of on one day, but for some reason it just, well, let me empathize. I mean, last week it was three, so I don't know. Well, let me empathize what you're saying, and not to be a a pissing contest because you'll clearly win. Um, It's on my Friday. I had I had three events, and I had 15 minute gaps between each one, and they were all within like a few minutes of each other. So I started at Crown Palladium, and then I had to go to Federation Square, and then I had to go to Zinc, and I had to do a costume change when I got to Zinc. And the way that I got through it was because I ride an electric skateboard and weather permitted for me to do that. And that's how I got through it. But otherwise, it would have been a nightmare because I had the same situation the next day where I had a daytime gig. And then in the evening, I finished at 1030. But then I had 30 minutes to get to my next event, which was in the Docklands um, from from CBD. And driving there would have been a nightmare just because of traffic in itself so i walked to this gig in the rain like it was just like just it was just a, a decent sprinkle all the way through but i just got my I, I invested in a very good umbrella for this this reason got to my gig did my thing and then i just wanted to get back to my car but it was raining cats and dogs and my car was parked 1.2 kilometers away and it still like was a 20 dollar cab ride because it was just that flat out and that busy like in the city that night like it was just to go one kilometer we're talking like yeah, it's just ha- what happens when you're trying to get through things logistically. But uh, yeah, it's a good time. It's the busy season, man. But you know what? We're not going to stop the podcast just because we're busy. Because uh, we love you guys, and uh, you know this is this is probably like therapy. You know, me telling you that story was probably like the therapy I needed <laughs> to just get it <laughs> out there. But um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. look, you guys take care. It's been. This has been a fun episode, and uh, I think I've, at some point we'll put out a survey, maybe on YouTube. We'll conduct a list. What is the actual 
top 10 tricks <laughs> and we'll come back to you. Anyway, see you guys next week. Peace. Thanks for listening. It's time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of The Magic Guys. Magic Guys.